All right, good morning, Faith Promise. Good to see you guys. Anybody glad to be in the house of God? I was glad when they said it to me, let us go into the house of God. May when you come to the house, come ready to worship, come ready to receive, because God meets us at the level of our expectation. And so, man, we're believing God for supernatural ministry. It's going to be a, just a glorious weekend. It's just going to be off the chart. Last weekend, we finished Movement, our first ever student conference, the biggest thing we've ever done. Students were saved. It just was unbelievable. God is at work all across Faith Promise Global. By the way, our Costa Rica campus is about to go multi-site. They're about to plant their second campus. So they've been in multiple services. Can't get anybody else in. They called said, hey, we're, we're going to plant another campus. Is that all right? I said, you hadn't done it already? I mean, is that all right? Get after it. So, you know, pray for those guys down there. Pray for Faith Promise all over the world. Pray for Pastor Eddie Ayers and Katiana doing a great job down there. By the way, this weekend, if you're at Pellissippi, Sorry if you're not at Pellissippi, but if you're at Pellissippi, Nick and Shannon Copland are with us this weekend. They're, they're our kids. They are from Faith Promise, and they are in uh, Verona, Italy. And so we'll be taking a team. I was there earlier. We took a video team, and you can go to their website. If you guys would, put their website up on the screen. You guys can go, and, and uh, we're going to be taking some trips there. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most magnificent places on the planet. It is absolutely beautiful. The problem is it's about 0.01% evangelical. And so they're over there working hard. Pray for them. At, at, after all of the services at Pellissippi this weekend, they'd just love to talk with you, meet with you. They'll be, in the, they'll be in the mission spot. But all of our campuses, if you want to know more about going and uh, doing a mission trip, and all, you, can, you can let them know or you can let Pastor Brad know because we'll be taking some trips. I pray for Nick and Shannon every day have a mission list, and they are every single day. I pray for those guys and love them and care about them, so they're there. All right, this weekend we, we complete Rise Up. Has Rise Up been a great series? Man, we are going to rise up in prayer. Excuse me, way, excuse me. Sorry, Pastor. Oh, goodness, what a wonderful job you're doing currently. Do we love our pastor here? Do we love him? Yeah. He has his issues, but we get through it, don't we? Because we love and care about him. Today, this weekend, our multi-starts, our pastor turns 55 years old today. How much we love him. We love him in the room. Say happy birthday. He may not have many left. Let's hear it for him, people. Dog. Thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. If any of you guys, by the way, hire employees, Mike will be looking for a job. And so if you're looking to hire somebody, you know, sort of out of the box, he's your man because he'll no longer have a job here. And so, but we, but what, by the way, welcome to all of our global campuses. They're almost done with the facelift at Campbell County. And man, we're praying for revival to break out. Over there, man, pray for Chad and Brandy and, man, and, and all the team over there. We love them. Anderson County doing great. Blunt has averaged almost 1,000 this year. Our North Knoxville campus has exploded in growth. Students over there have grown, exploding over there. Internet campus 
uh, really around the world, our missionaries, our armed forces, and people that are traveling, Pellissippi campus, so literally all around the world, God is our, our Costa Rica campus, and we're looking at a campus actually in India. And so, come on, let's just put one on every continent on the planet, man. So, we'll, we'll also probably have a campus with Chris Ladd and, and Saeed Benza, and our, or the, the, the thing that we're doing over there with him. And so, man, let's just spread it out. There's enough gospel to go around. There's enough love and goodness of God to spread all around the world. And so, man, it's exciting. Well, this weekend, it's Rise Up in Prayer. And, you know, Rise Up in Prayer, prayer is an easy topic to preach, because everybody agrees. Now, last weekend, I offended a lot of people, and I felt really good about that. Actually, I still feel good about that, because if you can preach in the Holy Spirit and make Pentecostals and Baptists mad in the same sermon, you have done something right there, brother. So, man, I'm excited about that. But last weekend, man, it was controversial, and people are wondering and thinking, I had not kind of heard, you know, what's up? Well, this weekend is prayer. It's easy. Matter of fact, you know what, I'm always careful preaching about prayer because there's almost not an easier topic to make you feel guilty. There's almost not an easier topic to make you feel like, you know, you just don't do enough to beat people up. And so, man, it's easy to beat people up with prayer because the question's on the screen. Look at this question. Should we all pray more? Okay, I can just preach hard, and y'all go say, okay, I'm, I'm lousy, I'm horrible, I don't pray, I probably, you know, deserve to go to hell. I mean, the whole deal, because we all say we should pray more. Now, let me ask you another question. Does God answer prayer? Do y'all believe that? This week, we're going to talk about opening the portal of prayer. And when we talk about opening the portal and passing through the portal of prayer, connected with our Heavenly Father, what we need to realize is this causes all hell to break loose, and hell breaks out the big guns. We talked about it in movement in my session on evangelism. The harder the devil fights you on something, the more important it is. And I believe the two things that Satan fights you the hardest on, the two things are prayer and sharing your faith. Why? Because they're two of the most important things that you can do for God, with God, in God, through God, by God. And so, and, and so we, it's just a battle. Because can I tell you something? A Christian on their knees is undefeatable. Out there... Alone, man, we can be defeated. On our knees, connected to all the resources of heaven. Man, listen, we believers, if you're born again, you have open access to all the glory, all the power, all the, all the honor, all the miracles, all of the creative unction of God is right here open up to us. Does that make sense? And so all hell is going to break loose because we're going to talk about something that we all need to step into at, an, at, a, at a just even a more significant level. So I ask you two questions. Let me ask you a better question. A better question is this. What keeps you out of your prayer closet? What are the things that keep you distracted or what is it that keeps you out? Because Jesus is our example, right? Jesus was busier than all of us, right? He had more things and people drawing at his attention. The crowds were always trying to pull him. And so Jesus always carved out time to connect with the Heavenly Father. So as we look at the life of our Lord, our model and our master, we realize that we need to always carve out time. But let's be real. Most of us are too busy to carve out any significant time for prayer. Is that, is that fair? I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Because in fact, making you feel guilty will cause you to pray less, not more. Because guilt never works, does it? 
I learned a long time ago, because I used to be a mean preacher. I'm a love preacher now, but I used to be rough. Yeah, you think I'm kidding. I just have people stand up and say, man, are you, could you screw up any worse? I just call people's names. I, it, I was horrible. And then what I realized is everybody was coming to church. They took their spiritual spanking on Sunday, and they lived like hell all the rest of the week. See, that, that beating people up didn't change anybody's behavior. It made them actually feel better because they had done penance. Does that make sense? So they let me beat them up for back then. I used to preach for an hour, hour. And so it was not only mean and ugly, but it was long. I mean, if you're going to be mean and ugly, don't stay long. You know, I mean, come on. But, but, but that's what I did. And so we're, we're back in that we're, we're going to wrap up in the book of Ephesians. And, and we're going to look at some prayer promises. Holy Spirit, would you open our eyes? As we open up some of the greatest prayer promises in the Word of God, would you give us some revelation? God, the world blocks you. And our flesh tries to pull us away from you. And God, we, we don't know enough of the word sometimes. And, and we don't believe that when we ask, we have what we, and we can receive. And we get so stuck. And then we get so busy and we get so distracted. And God, we miss fellowship with you. And Father, you, you want to give us good gifts. You said if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our kids that ask, how much more would you give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? You want fellowship with us. You want intimacy with us. And prayer is one of the best ways. And so, God, would you, in the name of Jesus, at every single campus, would you pull back the curtain of heaven? Would you open up our eyes to the spiritual realm, to the battle that's raging? Would you open our hearts to the power and the potential that lies within being on our knees and in our prayer closet? God, we can get in our prayer closet and we can face this wicked world. We can make a difference. So open us up, God. Holy Spirit, would you just... Just pull out your scalpel and cut out the junk and fill it with glory. And God, we're looking for you to move in this place, in this hour, in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, somebody gives God some praise in every house. Now, we're going we're gonna to preach pray. If you've never been to a preach prayer service, you're about to. We're going to teach a little, pray a little, teach a little, pray a little. Because prayer is as much caught as it is taught. And so Ephesians, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who's him, the Lord, who is what? The Greek word is dunamis. We get our word dynamite. God is able because he has all power, right? Is there a problem you have that God's wringing his hands wondering what in the world is he going to do? Or what in heaven is he going to do? Absolutely not. Man, God is, God, our problems are so small and God is so big. Our God who is able to do what? far more abundantly beyond all I love this that we ask or according to the what power that works within us God's power is at work within us and God's going to do exceedingly abundantly and, 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 and my birthday's this weekend and so in my quiet time I wrote 55 on top of the page that I've never felt better God you have set, for the last 33 years I've walked on an open heaven and if 33 years ago I, if somebody would tell me I would be where I am today I'd say you're a liar that can't happen I live, I'm living Ephesians 3.20. My family is living Ephesians 3.20. God is unexceedingly abundantly above what all we could have ever asked or dreamed or imagined. Y'all feel that way? Am I the only one who feels like I'm the most blessed person alive? Man, Ephesians, it's just, 
And so Ephesians 3.20 keeps me praying because I know what God can do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so we get the Word of God in us. It builds our faith that we can pray some BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. We can believe God for great things. And I'm all about some BHAGs, man. Last weekend, we had 1,200 more people than the same weekend last year. And, and I, listen, our prayer, our prayer goal was to average 6,000 this year. We've all, we're averaging 6,300, and we're done with summer in Jesus' name. And we're going to do nothing but rock it up past 7,000. We're going to break another, ba- another, another barrier we're going to break this year. Our God is able. Our God's able. Let me give you another, another verse, Ephesians 6, 18. Now, if you, if you look at this, this is in context of the spiritual armor. So the verse before this is laying out the armor. It doesn't stop. It doesn't change pages. The chapters were not in the Bible. The verses were not in the Bible. It was a letter written. And so Paul is talking about putting on the helmet, the breastplate, and the feet, and the belt, man, and the sword, and the spirit. And it just keeps on going. said, and with all what? Prayer. And petitions pray what? In the spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance, petition for all the saints. Go back one slide. See, I believe that this is part of the armor. But when you talk about the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, helmet of salvation, belt of truth, feet shod with the preparation of gospels, you never think of prayer. But right in the middle of that paragraph, Paul says, hey, man, listen, praying in the Spirit. At all times, man, pray. At all times, we need to pray. See, what unctionizes your armor, what energizes the warfare, what gives you power that we need to rise up in is prayer. And so we need to pray. Does that make sense? We need to pray because, man, prayer doesn't just get God to do things, but prayer connects us with God, and we know God more, man, and God moves in. The most important thing that I do for you as your senior pastor is pray for you. I used to think it was preach to you. I really did. I thought the most important thing I did was preach. And you know what I found out? Others can lead. Pastor Josh Whitehead runs a church. I spend tons of my time in prayer. He runs the day-to-day. He runs all the day-to-day stuff. Our executive pastor does an unbelievable job, way better than I could do. There are other people that could preach to you. There are people that could lead. There are all people. But you know what? Only I can intercede for you as a shepherd. Only I could stand in the gap every day, pounding on heaven's door for you. It's the most important thing I do. When Moses met with his father-in-law's father-in-law, said, listen, man, you're doing all these things that are not that important. Get other men to do all the judging, and you do the interceding. So the most important thing I do is intercede for you. I pray for you every day, man. I pray the Spirit of God. I pray for your quiet time. And if you're not having them, I pray God will make you want to have them. And I pray when you open the Bible, the Holy Spirit will meet you. And he'll reveal himself to you. And he'll reveal God the Father to you. And you'll be energized and unctionized. And I pray for your family. And I pray that your house will have the shalom of God all over. And I pray for your finances. God will bless you so much. And we'll give so much to God. We'll have to hire people to spend the money that, get, that pours in here. I pray for your kids that God will call into ministry. I pray for the death devil has no access to your home, to your heart, to your finances, to your group, to your ministry. I pray God all over this church, all over this church, all over this church. And I've learned as a shepherd 
You know, man, I can't take care of every sheep, but man, I can stand between. I can stand up every day and open my journal, and I can say, God, touch them at work. God, put a double dose of injection of the Holy Ghost on them right now till they'll know that you're filling them at work. I pray for their kids, wherever they're at. They're at school, summer, kids sleeping in. Your high schoolers getting up by two, so I'm in the morning, so I know they're still in bed. They should have had a job. That's a whole other sermon. But, I, man, I pray whether they're in bed or they're at work or it's a housewife or it's a, or it's a, it's a stay-at-home mom or it's a work mom or whatever the dad is or stay-at-home dad, wherever you are, if you're driving down, if you're around the world, I'm praying the Spirit of God on us every day. And so one of the things that Pastor Josh asked me to do, and I actually forgot it, is to share my quiet time. Someone's going to tell you what I do. Now, remember, I get paid to be spiritual. So when you hear what I do, you realize that, that you have to go work an eight or 10 hour day. Are you with me? I'm not saying you shouldn't pray, but not many people can do what I can do. Because I'm going to spend two hours a day every day with the Lord, or five days a week, my, my personal growth plan. I'm going to get up, make a pot of coffee, go out on my deck. If you watch Periscope, you see it's where I've been Periscoping from. If you don't have Periscope, get on it. It's an app. Download it. I'm going to stay connected with you. It's a live video chat. You can ask questions. Just download Periscope. And, and, and so I'll have a book or two that I'm reading, so I'll get a pot of coffee. I'll sit down but probably before daylight or sun's, you know, light is just coming, and I'll read a chapter of a book. Just whatever book I'm reading, I'll read a chapter. Then I open my journal that I meant to bring. I open my journal, and I just say, hey, thank, thank you, God, for a great day. It's going to be amazing. I'm so fired up about this day. And I'll just pray a couple, three pages. Now, I write everything out. I have shorthand hieroglyphics. I have all kind of, you know, BYY, best year yet. You know, I mean, I just, I have all kind of, nobody could read my prayer journal. And so I'm just praying. And then I'll, I'll come to near the end and I'll say, okay, now, which I'm writing this for you. you got, I'm going to give you a tool in January for this. Every day I have an I declare section in my journal. I declare by faith. I D B F. I declare by faith. Actually, D-E-C period. I declare by faith that today's going to be the greatest day that I've ever lived. That today I'm going to see answers to prayer. Today I'm going to have creative ideas. Today I'm going to get an opportunity to witness. Today I'm going to knock the, the doors off of hell. Today I'm going to have a miracle. Today you're going to give me a rhema. Today you're going to flood my soul. Today, today. And I just declare. Now, y'all may think, well, man, what, what's that? Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. No, it's called faith. Because most people of faith promise get up and say, today sucks, I wish I was still in bed, and it's going to be horrible today. And that's what it is, because that's what you call down. Are you with me? So I'm calling down a great day. It changes my attitude, changes my outlook. And then I, then I go to my, I go to my uh, planet in the house that we gave everyone in January. I write down, we're in Second Chronicles, we're in Romans, we're in Psalms, we're in Proverbs. And I read those passages, and then I pray what God says. And then I pray a little more. Then I, then I put FPG, Faith Promise Gathering. And I put, S, I put you know, I'll, I'll start praying and I'll say, Lord, today, today, would you, all the staff and all the volunteers, all the elders, the leadership team, all the small group leaders, all the ministry leaders, the third of our body who are serving, staff, paid, volunteer, whatever, would you give us a synergism of faith, of fire, and focus today? 
Would you line us all up, God, pulling the same way for you today? And I start praying. Then I pray for families. Then I just intercede for you. And then I, I, have, I pray through our goals for 2015. I pray through all those best year we've ever had. Actually, we finished this first half of the year. Best first of the year I've ever had personally. Best six months we've ever had in church. And I believe the second half is just going to get better. And so I'm praying that. I'm praying, praying for people, praying. And then I pray for my family. That's my family. I pray, man, I start. But then I see everybody in my family has a word. So I pray for them. And listen, you get, you get everybody in your family to pick a word for the year. And you start praying every day. Focus prayer for your kids and your spouse and your family. That focused word, it will change them. Micah's word is listen. Because he never has. <laughs> Ever. Well, that's going to be hard on his wife. Right? So I was so grateful when Micah said, Dad, my words, listen. So every day I write, Micah, I put a big L in circle, listen. I pray he listens to God the Father. I pray he listens to the Son of God. I pray he listens to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. I pray he listens to me. I pray he listens to Josh. I pray he listens to Chuck and Michelle. I pray he listens to Joy, his wife. I pray for his team for creative anointing to create the greatest experiences that we have ever had in worship. I pray that you will move. And what has happened in the first six months? He has grown more the first six months of this year than any period in his life. And now he is learning to listen. Why? Because every day I'm praying. I could go through every one of my kids and my wife and tell you their word. And I pray that every day. Boom, just boom, chicka, boom, every day. Are you with me? Then I get done with them. Then I pray for my extended family. And then I pray. I have a man of God section. I pray for Scott Cagle on North Star. I pray for Steve Bess. I pray for John Avan. I pray for Rick Dunn. I pray for Brad Brinson at Two Rivers and his daughter that needs to be healed. I pray for Harold Pryor. I pray for Ron Stewart. I pray for Holly Miller. I pray for pastors. Then I pray for church planners. And then I pray for, I, I just have a list. Then I pray for missionaries. I pray for Brad, our missions pastor, that I have wisdom to connect with all of our people, that we will use all the money that we have in missions wisely. I pray for, I pray for David Elms and Kyle Wall. And I pray for David, our missionary in Spain, and I pray for the Copelands, I pray for the Murphs, and I pray for Chris Ladd, and I pray for Julie Rump, and I pray for the Prices, and I pray for the Webbers, and I pray for Lee Hartwell and Shannon, and I pray for Terry DuPont and his wife, and I pray for the Scots who are getting ready to go, and then I say, God, send more into the field in Jesus' name. And then I just throw my journal down, I say, Lord, just go ahead and speak. I've, and now by this time, you understand, I've spent a couple hours with the Lord, it's good. It's good. See, prayer is not a duty, prayer is a delight. It's not a drudgery. It's not something I have to do. It's something I get to do. Does this make sense? So I want to spend time in the morning because I want, to cre I want to walk in an atmosphere of prayer all the time. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 22, this is what he said. All things you ask in prayer, what? Believe, you'll receive. There's so many other verses. Romans 12, 2 says, 12, 12 says this. Rejoicing in hope, pursuing tribulation, devoted to what? Devoted to prayer over and over and over and over. I give you a hundred more verses that do this. Now, if, as we go back to Ephesians, there are two prayer lists of Paul for you. Is the Word of God inspired? Did the Spirit of God speak to the writers of the Bible? Are y'all with me? Okay. This is the deal. So twice Paul lays out his prayer in chapter 1 and chapter 3 of Ephesians. He lines it out. So this is what that means to me. This is the inspired, revealed will of God for you. Is Bible inspired? So were these prayers inspired? So is that the will of God for your life? So if you're not walking what I'm about to walk through, then there's a problem. Is, is, does that mean God has failed? Does that mean God's dropped the ball? 
Did he fall asleep? No, it's, our, it's us that we need to grow in those areas. Surrender the more fullness of the Holy Spirit. Does this, this make sense? And so this is the deal. This is why I want to teach a little bit, pray a little bit, teach a little bit, pray a little bit, because prayer is as much caught as it is taught. We can read about prayer. We can hear people preach about prayer, but it's another thing to pray. And so in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16, Paul said, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my what? This is what, and he says, this is what I pray, that, okay? I've been, man, every day said, I don't cease, I don't cease giving thanks and making mention of you in my prayers, that this is what I'm asking God to do for you, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of what? May give you a spirit of what? Do we need some wisdom in the house? Man, who do I marry? Where do I work? What do I give? Where do I serve? What group do I go to? What do I let my kids do? Where do I send my kids to school? Do I let my kids play football? Do I let my daughter date that peckerhead? No, probably not. What, you know, what's the deal? We need heavenly wisdom. Are y'all with me? Spirit of God, we need some wisdom in the house. We need heavenly wisdom to flood us. God, we open up to you. We open up, we raise our hands and say, God, fill us with wisdom. You said if we liked wisdom, we could ask. If we ask you, do it, and we believe it, and we receive it. We need it in our walk. We need it in our walk with you. We need it in our families. We need it in our businesses. We need it in our leadership, God. We need wisdom. So, Spirit of God, would you flood our hearts with wisdom. Spirit-inspired, heaven-sent, devil-stopping, God-loving, and Jesus-blessing wisdom that will keep us on the right path that you said the righteous the steps of a righteous man are ordered by you and so God the only way we can walk your steps is to walk in your wisdom so God would you fill us come on somebody wants some wisdom look we just barely man we oh don't even clap we ain't got time listen the spirit of wisdom and of what revelation I was reading a new book it's not out in America but I got it out, I got it when I was in in Sydney it's Brian Houston the senior pastor of of of, of uh Hillsong, thank you. It's global. It's un- one of the most unbelievable movements that we've had in the history of Christianity. It's just off the chain, off the charts. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, be careful reading what other preachers say about other preachers. Be careful about going on a website that are bashing people. If you go on a website that's bashing under the pastor, Jesus said, if they're doing it in my name, leave it alone. So I don't understand why they're doing it. The world's supposed to know that we're his disciples because we have love for each other. Listen, Christians ought not even be allowed on social media. Idiotas. In the Spanish. We need, and, so, and so Brian was talking about finding out that his hero dad was a pedophile. And Brian was, the, was literally the head of the Assembly of God in Australia. So he had to call his father in and take his father's ordination papers and tell his father he can never preach again. And he's crumbling inside going through the, the most difficult battle he's ever been through, ever in his life. He's, he's bringing his kids in one by one and telling them their hero grandfather who's been preaching for 40 years who they all love and adore is a pedophile. He called a 17-year-old son, Ben, who's now the pastor of Hillsong, L.A., and said this. He told him about what his grandfather had done. He said, I hope this doesn't ruin your faith, son. This is what Ben said, Dad. I've had my own revelation of Jesus. You know what? I pray for my kids since I read that that all my kids will have their own. Listen, they don't need my faith. They've got to have his faith. They've got to have a revelation of him. Are you with me? We need a revelation 
in the knowledge of him. Holy Spirit, we need a revelation. We need a supernatural impartation of the truth. You're the one that will guide us into all truth, and we need a revelation. We need a fresh wind of the Ruach of the Spirit to breathe in on us in our prayer time, in a time in the Word. God, don't let us go to your Bible to prove our point. Let us go to our Bible with a hunger for you. God, give us a revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, the resurrected Son of God. Father, give us a hunger that drives us to our knees and drives us in the book that cuts off the television and sets the alarm and gets up before the sun and grabs a hold of heaven. Oh God, that we would wrestle like Jacob wrestled. God, Lord, move, give us a revelation and knowledge. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody in God's house said, so come on now, don't clap. We don't have time. Knowledge of him. He says, I, listen, this is, a, this, is the, this is God's will for you. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be what? So that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory? And I don't know about you, but I'm a glory hog. Not a glory hog like somebody that doesn't pass the basketball. You ever seen somebody play sports and they're a ball hog, glory hog? No, I'm a glory hog because I want more of the glory of God. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? He has clean hands and pure heart. Man, who may enter into the, the glory of God? I want in the glory. In my prayer time, I'm telling you, God, I want a glimpse of heaven. I want to smell the incense on the altar. I want to see the angel's wings. I want to see the cherubim and the seraphim. I want to see the river of crystal flowing out from underneath the throne of God. I want to hear the worship. I want to smell. I want to taste. I want to touch. God, would you just engulf me in your glory? That's what I ask God for. Now, you may not ask for that, but that's what I want. Because I'm a glory hog. Wasn't Moses? Seen more of God than anyone ever said, by the way, can I see your face? I said, do what? Yeah, he was a glory hog. What is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe these are in accordance with the working of the strength of whose might? Which he brought about in Christ Jesus. Raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority, and power and meaning in every name that's, that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And it's put in subject, he'll put all things subjected under his feet and gave him a head over all things of the church, which is the body, the fullness. God, I wish I had time, the fullness of all. Let's go to the next one. This is the heart of God for you. This is just a prayer, this is just a prayer Paul prayed for you. Go over two more chapters, Ephesians chapter 3, 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. He's already, he's already prayed for us. He said, oh, by the way, there's some more. There's some more. From whom every family in heaven and earth derives this name, that he would grant you. This is what I'm praying, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. How much glory does God have? Does God run out? That according to the riches of his glory, that you would be strengthened with power through the Holy Spirit. God, we need to be strengthened. We live in a culture that is anti-Christ. We live in an America that's turned its back on you. God, we live in a day when the foundations are being destroyed, and you said, what could the righteous do? We need strength. We need dunamis. We need power and boldness and love and grace to carry the gospel of Jesus everywhere. Holy Spirit, give us your power in Jesus' name. Strengthen where in the inner man. Not the outer, but the inner. Strengthen the inner man so that Christ may what? dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being what? Rooted in what? In what? Love. Come on, you being rooted and grounded in love. 
may be able to comprehend with the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ. Holy God, your love is bigger than we can get our little bitty minds around. That's why we need a revelation. That's why we need an impartation. That's why we need, God, you to turn the facet one more, just one more notch over that we can see another facet of that multi-million face faceted gem that is God the Father seated on the throne. Jesus standing next to him, interceding for us in the Holy Spirit, filling every campus and every heart. God, we need a revelation. We need an impartation. We need your power, your glory. God, we need to know what the height, the breadth, the length, and the depth. We can't put a measuring stick, God. We can't get it, but it's too much. But God, open our hearts. Give us another breath. Give us another, give us another drink of your glory and your grace in Jesus' name. Oh, my mercy. Listen, if you want to increase your prayer life, you just want more of your prayer life. Would you just stand up right now? Just stand up. Just I don't, one, nobody, every campus. You want more, just stand up. Raise your hand. God, you said in Psalms 51, the psalmist said, make me want to. I pray Psalms 51, 12, make us want to. Give us a holy hunger. Give us a desire beyond the television, beyond the snooze button, beyond what the world has, is offering us every day, that, God, we would carve out some time and that we would get on our face and we'd connect you in a way that we didn't know was possible. And we walk in a power with an ever dream that we could and we would, we would expose all the lies of Lucifer that tells us we can and we should and we want it. It's not for, that's for somebody else. That's for the super saint, the super spiritual. It is for every man, woman, boy, or girl, this church, every single blood-bought believer that's bowed their knee to Jesus. And so, God, we're looking, we're leaning, we're receiving. God, would you open us up to a prayer life that we never dreamed in Jesus' name? Let it be so in all God's people said. Go ahead, give God some praise as you're sitting down. Woo! Now, this is the deal. If you've got a need that only God can meet, only God can meet your need, would you just stand? I know you just sat down. Come on. Just got a need. Only God can meet. Okay, now if you've got people around you, you'll reach over and touch. Call Body Life. Just reach over and touch them. Come on. Stick your hand toward it. Reach over and touch them. God, we stand by faith right now because, God, all over every campus at Campbell, they're standing. At Anderson, they're standing. At Blunt, all over that room. At North, people are standing. At Pellissippian, even on the Internet, people right now are standing in their living rooms or they're standing in their hotel rooms. And, God, they've got a need that only you can meet. And so, God, we ask we raise our holy hands to you. We believe that you're going to move. You're going to, you're going to provide that healing. You're going to provide that financial need. You're going to bring that lost one home. You're going to bring that wayward son or daughter home. You're going to bring that husband or wife home. You're going to restore. You're going to heal. You're going to move. God, we believe it and we receive it. And in Jesus' name, we pray it. As somebody in the house of God said, somebody say amen to the Lord of glory. Woo! Come on, go ahead and have a seat. Man, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Listen, this is the deal. I want you to realize. L listen, listen, listen. Look up here. Listen. One of the greatest privileges a believer has is open access to heaven. Okay, we're going to heaven. Okay, if you're born again, you're going to heaven. But one of your greatest, listen, prayer's not a burden. It's a blessing. It's not a duty. It's a delight. And so it's, we have Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6 says this. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
See, the world thinks Christianity is a bunch of do's and don'ts. Okay, don't, 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 don't. Got to go to church. Can't have fun. Can't, 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 can't. You got to do this. You got to give. You got to serve. You got to act like you like it, man. You got to do all this. And so the world thinks Christianity is a religion. But listen, Christianity first is forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus. Then it's adoption into the family of God through the resurrection power of Jesus out of the grave on the third day. And then it's open access to Abba, our heavenly Father. It's a duty, not a delight. So every day you can access God through prayer. It's just a delight, man. Every day you can, you can just access. It, it, he's wide open. He's, matter of fact, he's waiting. And so many of us, you know what we do, man? We run. We run, we run past. While I was out of the country, somebody in this church gave us a door. That's an odd gift, but they gave us a door. It's a really nice door. So Mike and I hung it before we left, but the doorknobs weren't on. And so while we were gone, Mike worked about 20 hours to get that door finished, the doorknobs. Never could get him to work. He was so mad, so upset. Everybody said, Chris, you can't believe how many hours Micah worked. He didn't work at my house because he had to get those doors done. He wanted me to walk up, and he wanted me to call and say, hey, son, really proud, thanks. God the Father which wants the relationship. Are you with me? He wants a relationship. And the more time that you spend following at the feet of Jesus, the larger your supernatural sight, the larger your life will be. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Every campus, with every, high, every head bow, every eye closed, if you're ready. Man, it's not, a, it's, it's, not a, man, it's not a religious dogma. It's a real relationship with a resurrected living Lord. If you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, just pray with us. We're going to pray out loud. Say, dear Jesus, I know I'm far from you. I know I've sinned. Would you forgive me? Come in my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I need a heavenly Father. So I climb up in your lap and I offer you my life. Take all there is. Now help me walk with you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, isn't God good? Come on, gang. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Woo, man. Our God is good. And he's wide open. And he wonders why Christians run up and down the roads. Run, 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 just like Martha. We got, and we're, a lot of us got a Martha in us, don't we? But every now and then, we need some Mary in us who just stops at the feet of Jesus says, I got to be still and know that you're God. I got to connect. And so there's going to be some prayer folks and pastors up front. I'm way over. Apologize to the kids' ministry for me. Just tell them I'm so sorry. Just don't even make an excuse. Say the pastor's worthless. And I'm sorry you had five more minutes with my child. I said, would you keep them this weekend? And I'll be back Monday. <laughs> don't say it where they could smack you. It's, come on. It'd be good to be in the house of God. Let's walk in. Walk in prayer this week. There'll be people to pray with you or take the communication cards, fill those out. If you gave your heart to Jesus, you need something to off the offering box or take him to the next steps. We've got a next steps experience coming up in, uh, in two weeks. Is it two? It's the second weekend at every campus, every weekend. Sign up. Find out about being a part of CORE. Are we perfect? No. But we sure have a great time. Are you glad you came to church? Be blessed. See you guys next weekend.